Keenan right here, we got Kyle, we've got Brandon, we thought Duke was going to be here, but Duke's a hazard, couldn't make it, I don't, we don't really know what's going on, last time we thought this was, he's playing hide and we seek. didn't know, he's, Timmy was, he was probably playing hide and seek with Timmy, because Timmy just that one time dissipated, we had no idea, but how are you guys doing today? <laughs> doing pretty good. Good. I'm great, I'm great, vibes are good, vibes are good. Good. Uh, I, I just want to say we were talking before we did our little pre-pod per usual and Brandon, you brought up Biebs in the Trap or Birds in the Trap. Biebs in the Trap. Justin Bieber well, mixed with Bees in the Trap mixed with Birds in the Trap. There is That's a, a there's wild. A, there's a trap called Biebs in the Trap. Oh, Biebs in the Trap. Okay. Okay. So I commonly I, like, I commonly get them messed up. But I was like, are we mixing two chains with Justin Bieber with Travi? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of sounds like it. It kind of sounds like it. But that album has no skips. I think Astro World's production's better. But man, it, it's right there. And I think we had the same talk actually when we did uh Travis's um, last album, Utopia. I think we yeah. ranked Travis's albums. And yeah, yeah, shout out to you be, guys for that review. If for, for real, that would be depending on the day. One A, one B. You could talk me into either one. I do think Astro World's like production is superior to to most albums, but Birds in the Trap is no skips on there, and and like Astro World has its own distinct sound. So, yeah, they're both very different. Like like you said, the production. I, I will give the production to Astro World because like there's some beats on there like R.I.P. Screw. That's mm. just like it's just a phenomenal beat. Um, Obviously, it had Sicko Mode on there, which is probably one of the biggest hits of the past 10, 15 it was, years. It was top, it's probably a top 10 hit of the 2010s. I'd have to go through them, but like obviously, you got Unforgettable. I mean, this is hip hop in like that range. You've got, if you want to count mm-hmm. Unforgettable, but you've got Bodak Yellow for sure. You got Bad and Bougie. Um, and then you kind of go from there. Obviously, you have early on, you have some of Drake's hits, like Headlines was huge, but Sicko Mode, obviously went nuts yeah for but- sure for sure a lot of records we could do i mean look we got we've within the last 24 hours 48 hours we've come up with like four or five different lists we want to do so no, yeah. we'll see where, <laughs> we'll like see where we want to stick the landing with this specifically to the 2010s the 2010s has become a, a underrated music decade uh, a decade that's really onto its own self when you consider the streaming era and when you consider all the different types of music that came out. I mean, it's a really different decade to evaluate music wise, truly. Like it's like, obviously the difference from 2000 to 2010 is crazy because like in 2010, you're really just starting to learn what internet is and things like that. Like, obviously it's been around for a little bit. So like since the eighties, I believe early eighties, but like you're really starting to understand a little bit of internet Computers are still slow. Then towards the end, you get the LimeWire era. And then the 2010s, you get, you go in from kind of the LimeWire-ish to like iPhone 3 era to then now in 2020, 
every, if you don't have a smartphone, you're a loser. <laughs> like, yeah. like in 2010, if you had a smartphone, you were him. Like and then in 2020, if you don't, you're a loser. So you had a BlackBerry in the 2010s, and you oh, were like Mr. Big Shot. Listen, if you had a Motorola <laughs> Razor in 2007, you were him, and you couldn't do anything. Yeah. You just had, or the Sidekick. <laughs> that, was, that was fire. Uh, Shout out to Tayrock, by the way. He has a fire bar about a he has a fire bar about a sidekick that he did in like a 2022 battle against a New Jersey twerk. Shout out to Tayrock, but yeah, <laughs> random. I don't think random. I told you guys this. I don't think I told you guys this, but at near the end of January, I signed up for a contest that I think around Super Bowl weekend, I would have had to have gone a month without my my cell phone, my smartphone. Uh, they would have sent me a lockbox and I would have gotten a flip phone and I would have like, had I won or made it a month without a smartphone, I think I would have won 10 grand and a lifetime supply of yogurt or some shit like that. So, or it might've been a year's supply of yogurt. I, I'd have to look again, but I signed up for it, did not get selected. I was up for the challenge, but apparently I did not meet the criteria. So who knows why, but That's that tough. would have been an interesting pod topic. That would have been an interesting. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I would have been in, dead in the middle of it right now, actually. So, yeah. I would have definitely <clears throat> done it. It just would have been very hard to do anything. Like, I, like, could you not use your computer either, or was it just your phone? I think I could have used my computer, so I definitely could have cheated had I want to, wanted to, but... uh Okay, because I would have just yeah. had to use a computer for everything. Yeah. Because, like, because obviously we do this pod. If I don't have my phone, I can't post like ninety percent of this stuff because I have to use both. So we would, I would just, it'd be an only computer or like the pod wouldn't happen. Live takes not happening unless I use the <laughs> iPad that I have. But I mean, again, that's kind of like it's <laughs> kind of away yeah. from the. No, this was this was strictly it. smartphone, and uh, it would have been interesting to go back to the days of like. I gotta I gotta search for one X to send a text or make a call. That would have been that would have been interesting. I don't know. Phone Maybe in the windowsill. Wonder if I would have got a motor razor or something like that. Like I wonder what the <laughs> flip phone would have been. They probably would have gave the most basic ass one, but yeah. I mean, um awesome. Kyle, you remember obviously at mom's like old, old house when we were on mines where I can say it, no one really knows, but when you had to put the phone in the window. <laughs> like you had to be up in the window to get the two bars. Couldn't be, you couldn't have, couldn't, have the, couldn't have it on the couch. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> and you gotta pray. Gotta pray that the text sends. Like, all right, it's sending. It's sending. Is it gonna send? Who knows? Get all your <laughs> all your texts at like some random time because it has That's to be in the right spot. <laughs> that's so that. that's so garbage like your phone's not there for 35 minutes you're like have you sh someone messaged me back you get 17 messages just from random people sorry i didn't have service and everyone's like yeah we get it it's okay <laughs> Man, it's like I a conversation where you get like two or three texts a day right there no it really is like you <laughs> set up time frames like like I know obviously parents had to go to the dial up phone and obviously the cord phone but like that was its own cord phone era for flip for cell phones because it really was like, yeah. all right, so we've got this hour. Like we, we, we've got this hour we're in the windowsill and then you couldn't like your parents couldn't be like, what are you doing? What get out of here? Like whatever you're doing or whatever. So it was like phone here trying to integrate with other things like a living room, whatever, but still trying to hold a conversation fun times. It was always a wild time too after like 8 p.m. when uh, 
what was it like the unlimited talk and text would kick in? That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 8 p.m. After 8 like, p.m. Like, it's lit. Just, <laughs> come on, come on. Okay, we're lit. It's up. 8 p.m. hits, you get that first phone call. It's up. <laughs> can call anywhere in the United States. Oh, we lit. You're like, okay, yeah, absolutely. I can call California right now. Whatever. <laughs> I'm unlimited. Alaska is. <laughs> well, now, didn't think we were starting with a phone tangent, but you know what? That's the Warner Brothers podcast for you. Did you guys want to go into, we have hip hop stuff underrated albums we're already talking that we have basketball stuff from over the weekend it was a pretty good weekend of basketball we've got our pickup like we've got places to start where would you like to go with it i'll say this i think we gotta at least wait for duke for the uh the pickup basketball topic just because okay. that one we've been waiting it's been about three weeks where we've tried to uh get that going yeah. and uh either connection or other things you know, we're in the way of that. Um, okay, absolutely. We could do albums, that. even though the albums was his idea. But uh, I'm open to whatever. Whatever y'all want to do, I'm cool with it. We could do... I do think we should start with music in some sort of fashion, though, because we did kind of just start yep. with it. Uh, that's kind of been our wave. And then we can end with how we're feeling about the NBA season currently. Okay. Let's talk about these underrated albums. Then. Um, so... Should we... Let me ask you this before we start. Are we going to generally talk about it or are we going to rank them? I always this, rank. Well, I mean, just to be fair, this it was completely Duke's idea for the underrated 10, right? Yeah, so I mean... <laughs> actually, so I actually, actually, I pick, actually, go ahead, Brandon. I can go, ahead Brandon. go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, oh, I, you, it was you? I, all right, all right. Yeah, that was me. All right, my fault, my fault. So in that case, then fuck Duke. We're we're, we're here. Yeah, we're whatever. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in it to win it now. Um, because I proposed the albums like the top ten because we were talking about we were just obviously I was talking about like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, uh, Good Kid, Match City, those ones there. But yeah, let's go into these top five to ten most underrated albums of the twenty tens. One thing I got to ask real quick for both of you, did we go pure studio albums or did we have just projects in general or was it just pure studio albums? I'm prepared for both. I just needed to know where you guys want to go. I mean, I feel like you could do both. Cause like I said the other day, like the mixtape era too, like there's, there's a ton of mixtapes that, that honestly yeah. were better than a lot of the albums. Yeah. Know? So, okay. I was Definitely. just checking to make sure because Never know. So I did. I personally did albums. I did not include mixtapes. Um, just because I thought that was said in the group chat. But yeah, I mean, who knows where a lot of them fall? You know, there's a lot of people who says it's like a mixtape or a project, but I mean, it's on a streaming service, I mean, so it's an album. We, you know what I mean? We had a um, mini like, debate about Section 80 itself. Like Section 80 is like yeah. an album, but it's really a mixtape because you could get it for free. Kendrick yeah. says it's a mixtape, but then like other places, it I mean, can it's said as a studio album, but it's like it's, not first commercial release. So like, it's most definitely yeah. an album. Like by by the letter of the law, that's an album. The only difference was it was free for download. So like at the time, it was presented to all of us as a mixtape. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I mean, is it an album? Of course, that is. Like everything about it's an album. But yeah, I mean, so a that's lot kind of, of the debate. Mixtapes became Duke. albums for the most part. Like, but mixtapes just became like non-commercial albums for the most part 
That's the like, era that really started blending it in, like the early 2010s. Like, because before mixtapes were, all right, you're rapping over someone else's beat, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then it became, and that's Kendrick, that's Chance, that's ASAP, that's all those guys Joey. who ushered in the new era. That's okay. It's, we're getting our music out. We're making original music where we're getting it out. And maybe here and there you might get over another beat or someone else's beat. But, you know, that was really, you know, I'll call it my era, my era that ushered in that, uh, that new sound, that new approach to a mixtape. And it really hasn't been mm-hmm. the same since. I mean, you still got Wayne, like Brandon, you mentioned yesterday, you still got like the later dedications now where Wayne will still go over people's beats. Those are like the yeah. only true mixtapes you really get here and there. Like R&P to that piff. But I remember even a few years ago, like all the releases we'd get on Spotify, they'd still be up on that piff yeah. labeled as mixtapes. No, yeah. And it's like, it's weird how that works. Like how people were still releasing shit on that piff and on Spotify at the same time. But and, and build them as I think it's like the fact that Wayne still does that because I mean in the late two thousands, early twenty tens, Wade would take your song and he'd make it five times better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would, now it's now it's my song now. It Wade, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's exactly I got what a feeling happened. actually off from no ceilings, but like he actually made me like the I got a feel like he turned that into a fire song. Like his second verse on that <laughs> song is fire <laughs> it that is whole album fi- oh, that whole mix oh no tape, it's say. from it's front to back from front to back it's but fire i was just talking about that that's fire that is i lo- love that song absolutely okay bam let's keep it going sorry i need bam to get over 37 and a half points rebounds and assists yes 16 5 and 4 right now at the line so we're looking good and then that means okay, that- so let's we're looking good. good, and then I—that means I put in ten dollars to get seventy-one. So that's we're looking good. We're looking good tonight, already. But anyways, so let's each give an album. Brandon, let's start with you. Our underrated album of the twenty tens, and if you want to say like a mixtape project, I'm fine with it right now. Project of the twenty okay. tens underrated. Um, what is it? Long live ASAP. ASAP Rocky. Um, I yeah. think two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that was one of the best albums of the 2010s. Granted, it got national recognition. I just feel like it didn't get enough because from front to back, there's for me, there's no skips on that album. Um, That's a super underrated album. Um, he had probably one of the bigger hits of the early 2010s with uh with Kendrick Drake, um, two chains, and then yeah, and two chains. Um, had the song with. Schoolboy Q, he had Action Bronson on there. <laughs> um, like there was just no skips on that album. So I they feel had like the, had the classic, like for the time, one train. Obviously, had a bunch of. It yeah. was basically like no, a it cipher. Was, pretty. It much. was gonna say it was basically just a track cipher. It's like, hey, we're gonna get seven rappers on here. Who has the best verse? And I think it's Crit One and then Kendrick Two. Yeah, Crit Crit did kill that he, he killed his verse um that actually might be my favorite song off that album just because of the fact that it's it's just non-stop just bar after bar after bar we're gonna have to at some point kyle do a uh, best verse on that song like i could definitely listen to i think right now off the top of my head because like i'm running through all of it crit one and then kendrick's two but asap's is fire joey's is fire Yellow Wolf, Danny Brown, Action Bronson, like all of them, 
all of them came to rap. So we should definitely do a, we should definitely do that. Maybe get Andrew Franklin out the woodworks to join in. But I mean, we yeah. still got to continue our part two. We did, we did three features with them that were what two mm-hmm. thousands based. They were all two thousands verses. Yeah, it and was then we Swagger had like us. That. We had I'm so hood, and then there was one more forever, forever, forever. Yes. And then we had a 2010s version that we still haven't touched, but I'm pretty sure they're still in my notes somewhere. I still got we still got the notes somewhere. I believe. Listen, there's (laughs) so many ideas. There's so many ideas that we have for this podcast here, but then like something like football happens and everything gets pushed back because it's like, what what else can we do but talk about Patrick Mahomes and everything else big? (laughs) And now it's like, what else can we do but then talk some tournament and then the NBA playoffs? Like, this is a nice in-between time where we're getting some music in. We got them boards, like, that the feds have when they got, like, they got, like, a mafia that they want to go after, right? And they got to, like, we got the the boss here. We got the capos. We got got a board like that of ideas. And honestly, (laughs) like... With it, I'm not kidding. Over this weekend, like there were so many random ass ideas thrown out music wise in the group chat between Duke, between Brandon, between Keaton. I'm like, I couldn't even keep up. I'm like, <laughs> all right, like we'll see how Monday and Tuesday shakes out. We haven't even done the pickup topic yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's podcast gods yeah. didn't want to do that. Um, Brandon, I don't want to step on the one you just gave because when you said it, mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about ASAP's second album, which is. At long last, ASAP. That's also a super underrated album that I didn't even have on my list. Um, I, you know, maybe I'm kind of, I'm just gonna throw it out there now. That's that's a very underrated album. Um, do you like do you like the debut better than At Long Last? Because I saw you bumping At Long Last I, a few weeks ago. Actually, no, I was thinking of At Long Last. That's that was his first. I think that was his first like studio album because the I think the one before that was technically a mixtape. Yeah, because it was um, live love ASAP, and that's what that's yeah, that's actually yeah. to be completely honest with you, me mentally, that's the one I thought you were going to. That one has peso on it. That one has what's up, get lit, uh, roll up, acid, yeah, purple uh, acid drip, like Kiss that pink. one has some, that one has some hits on it too. So that was the one I thought Still you were originally it. going with, and then you went with that one, and I was like, I don't disagree with you either there. And that used to be shout out to Caleb Brew. That's, that's his favorite them, album for a while. Like one A one B, honestly, because they were both underrated. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect example, though, because that that was a mixtape, right? That was a Dat Piff release. That was a hot new hip hop release, and you know, everyone today probably thinks it's an album. You know, talking about the kids that came up, they probably mm-hmm. think it's an album because it plays like an album. You know, that's all original beats. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, very well might as well be his debut album for all things considered. It is. You know what I mean? But his first studio album would be Long Live ASAP, the one with One Train, one with Goldie, Pussy Money Weed with Schoolboy Q. That one has grown to be underrated. I completely agree with you. Fashion At the killer. time, it was big, and then it just has grown to just, be that. I agree. Yeah, it just died off. You know, it just yeah. like, I feel like it got flack for, because I remember when that came out in high school, and that was like, for all of us, that was the, the that That was thing. it. That was, that album was it. That was that was it. And then let me give you, you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. A month or two after that, then you never really heard anything after that, you know. And even even mid twenty tens, like you have people, you know, twenty fifteen ranking, you know, their top ten, top fifteen albums from the first five years of the decade. And that album is not even on there. Mm. So, yeah. Let me give you a could, couple tracks from uh, go on. at long last. All right, yep. you got Canal Street on there. 
You got LSD. You got Lord Pretty Flacco Jody 2, which is a ridiculous song. That's one of my all-time favorite ASAP songs. Electric Body with Schoolboy Q. Jukebox Joints with Kanye and Joe Fox. Such a great song. Wavy Bone. West Side Highway. M's with Lil Wayne, which is an underrated Wayne verse. Uh, Fine Wine. Fine Wine. Uh, You got Every Day with Rod Stewart and Miguel. Random mm. ass features on there, but that's a quality album too. I think both of those are slept on, and you could almost say ASAP Rocky as an artist has become slept on over the last ten years. Obviously, oh, he's kind of dipped out of the limelight. Yeah, now he now he's Mister Stay at Home Dad, but uh, he's become underrated. And actually, if we, want, I'll let you throw one out, Keenan, because I have a segue after this. From, um, uh, um, you can give that segue if you want. That's fine, and I can go back to it. That's, we're good. I'm just going to, it's my number one underrated album of the entire decade that I had on my list. It's one of my favorite albums from that decade. And that's Still Striving by ASAP Ferg. And me and Brandon were talking, I think one day before you were even on, I think it was just me, Brandon and Tim. And we were talking about how ASAP Ferg, who probably was not the best, like ASAP Rocky was definitely the best musical artist in the ASAP click. And I think it became Ferg over time. Like, I think by mm-hmm. the time you got to the mid 2010s, towards the end of the oh, no, mid, no, no. or excuse me, the end of the 2010s, it certainly became Ferg. Like, he definitely took his craft seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Brand, you listen to Still Striving? Oh, yeah. I love that album. Hood Pope, uh, Shabba. Like, it's, it's a, well, that's this a very good album. Let me see. Let me see. We got Trap in a Dream. I'm thinking of the right one. That's the one before. This one's Trap in a Dream, Beak Mill, okay. and a Rubber Band Man with Cam, and the Olympian with Dave East, and the Ah Yeah with Lil Yachty. Uh, it's features all the way through, and honestly plays more like a mixtape. But it's an incredible album. It's uh for me, it's no skips all the way through. Got some remixes on the deluxe, but highly recommend. It's a good New York sounding album. Ferg's in his bag on it, um, and I think it's the best music he's. He's done. And I think he continued with floor seats after that, which is also quality music. But I think Ferg, just in general, his whole entire career has been super yep. underrated. In ASAP Rocky yeah, Shadow, really. Yeah, he's one of the more yeah. underrated artists, I would say. For sure. Um, so I'm gonna go with one. Where do I want to start? I'm gonna start with I'm actually going to start with Childish Gambino, and I'm going to start with Camp. I don't know if you guys have ever heard Camp, but Childish Gambino's Camp, Bonfire with um, All the Shine, Firefly, Hold You Down. Uh, there's, I think that album is fire, and that led in, because I think Childish Gambino was putting out fire for a while. He had like, I'm just a rap, I'm just a rapper, I'm just a rapper too for mixtapes. Kind of had like a little Wayne... He had like a little Wayne influence. You could hear it. Then he went into camp and then you started to find even more and more of a sound with royalty. Then that became in because of the internet, which is also another album that is, was a Grammy. Obviously I think it won a Grammy. I really like that album a lot. I don't know if, I think it may be grown to be underrated, but I think at the time it got just a, a right amount to deserve. Cause 3005 was a smash obviously, but camp childish Gambino. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but that album was one of the, 10 that I have written down for just albums. Solid. That's a good album. I've, I've actually heard that. I've listened to it a couple of times. I'm mm-hmm. a big Gambino fan. Same. And I definitely, 
I feel like it doesn't get talked about a lot. Like when you bring up like his discography, like that's not something that's brought up a lot. People don't really talk about anything before because of the internet. Like they talk about yeah. like that. Then they obviously talk about like his, <clears throat> like awaken my love that has red bone on it. And then you have um, his old two pack summertime magic and feel like summer. Then obviously this is America's huge, but and like the fact with him, you talk more about his versatility of, oh, he can sing, he can rap, he can act. Like he, like obviously he's one of your most talented, like just human beings on the planet. So, cause he can do a lot. But I think though, I think him as a rapper is underrated personally for me. No, so camp, camp is the one that was released in like 2012, right? Yes. I believe so it was my- 11, 11 or 12, but yes. So I'm about as casual of a Gambino listener as you can be like yeah i definitely started listening to him more uh you know redbone and up after that right yeah. anything after redbone is really when i started paying attention first time i'd heard of donald glover was as a stand-up comedian probably around mm, 2000 i didn't even mention him as a comedian but yes so like 2010 2011 like i see him here and there on comedy central whatever i'm like dope like this guy's funny pretty sure he's related to Danny Glover. I'm not sure if that's true or maybe that's just what I thought at the time. I don't know if that's true, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then around 2012, I forget if someone hit me up or if I just started gradually hearing like, yeah, this childish Gambino has a better album than Drake take care at the time. And I'm like, word like, yeah, da da da. Mm-hmm. And this was at Linden shouts to Duke where I met Duke at, at Linden. Like people are like, yeah, like, then I find out like who it is that it's actually this Donald Glover guy. And I'm like, huh? Like I never actually took the time to listen to him at the time. I probably did hear a few tracks and was like, whatever. Um, but the fact that people were actually actively saying that, whether it was in circles or on the internet, but that was a real buzz at the time. Like, yeah, Drake might have the album of the year, but this kid who's underground, who doesn't even rap, uh, you know, he really might have the real album of the year, the true album mm. of the year. So I do remember, because that's got the blurry cover, right? Like, it's a weird-ass cover. It's, like, it's, in the trees or some shit. Yeah, it's like in the... Camp, yeah, it's in the yeah, it's in trees. <laughs> so, like, no, the whole, th- yeah. the whole thing, he literally plays, like, a summer camp. And then the that yeah. power comes on, and then the story he says at the... the he has, like, a three-minute, like, kind of story at the end, which is actually, I think, is kind of dope, the way he, like, lays it out. Basically, it very short. He's on this bus wanting to talk to this girl, goes, talks to the girl. The girl ends up, he expresses his feelings. Then she ends up telling her friends and then they kind of pick on him for it. And so he was like, from that, and what I learned was just cut out the middleman and not do that because if it's for everybody, then it can't be, no one can take it out of context or no one can like things like that. So it was actually a kind of like a really cool story that he had at the end that I thought was very interesting. interesting but interesting. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of encapsulates the 2010s in general, like why it's such a unique period. Because yeah. I think if Gambino comes along in 2008, yeah, maybe he gets some buzz, but he probably overall is just kind of like thrown to the side. Whereas the 2010s, definitely a much more accepting era as far as like mm-hmm. you could come from anywhere. If your music's dope, it's going to get spin. Where in the 2000s, especially, and then, you know, the late 2000s, that really wasn't the case. But the internet era, really put a shine on artists like Childish Gambino. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, who wants to get one next? Um, I got a, so I've got a 1A and 1B. It's by the same artist. Um, mm-hmm. 
again, just like the first one. So it's Big Sean. Um, the first one's going to be Detroit, uh, 2012, the mixtape. I think that's um, grown. I think at the time it was great, but it's grown to be underrated. Detroit is fire. <laughs> like that, I think that might be, like all jokes aside, I think that might be his best work. It, out, of, it out of anything he's put out, like that's... To- I'd agree with project you. to project to me that I think that's his best. And the second one, if you say what I'm thinking of, is going to be number two. But go on. Dark Sky, Dark Sky Paradise. Um, that's. I think that might be two, but I decided I also think is underrated too. I decided it's good. For I me, think I Dark decided Sky, has his, but that's, yeah. that's a good one. So for me, it was Dark Sky Paradise just because the fact that I think it has like a, I like deep with Lil Wayne, obviously, like we were discussing the other night. It's got Plano games on there. Um, Research. Yeah. Blessings. Party Next Door's on there. Um, I know with Janae, one man can change the world. Mm-hmm. Obviously his obviously his hit hit. Sorry to interrupt, but I was just naming. Oh no, you're good. I was reading it, but no, it, that album actually has like legitimate hits all over it. Plus, really good music along with mm-hmm. those hits too. But I agree with I decided to because he had the song with Migos. He had the song. Um, Jetpack over the balcony with a dream. Uh, um, night, uh, no favors with Eminem, and then he had light with Jeremiah. That was a great intro. You're like right obviously now. his intro was just like him driving somewhere, but that was really the intro song, and that was a great intro. I think that 2017 was a great year for me. like a great year for me. Same time, like, part one hundred percent with Janae. Yeah, yeah. I think you um, know what? That, honest that album. I got to say, mm-hmm. I decided, I think I decided is the best received Sean album that I can remember. The one that like, I for sure know, like not only got mm-hmm. the play that his other albums did, but also was received as, okay, this is dope. Like it's not just commercial. It's also dope. Um, on that same lens, Detroit two, I think that was in the pandemic year. He was mm-hmm. less popular, right? He was less relevant. <clears throat> So that yeah. almost by default makes that an underrated album too, but you know, obviously a different point in his career. So it's funny because I think you know, a lot of you just keep going, keep going. Okay. No, I was going to say, I think if people like, if you went back and told people, Hey, listen to Detroit, I think a lot of people have come out of that after listening to every single track and say, that's by far his best body of work. And it's, it's super underrated yeah. because I remember when it came out, this was my, I want to say sophomore year of high school. I think it was sophomore. sophomore did, I think it was 2012, 2013. So our sophomore to junior. It's weird that I can say hour because we're the same age, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used and to it saying was like, hour. I remember that coming out on Spinrilla. Um, that came out on Spinrilla on Dat Piff, and I listened to it. And the first song, the first song that I listened to was uh, the song with J. Cole, 24 Karat Gold. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the song with Juicy J on there. You know, he's got all these other features, and just like nobody, nobody. I feel like nobody gave that tape the recognition it deserved because I think that's by far his best music. That was on my. That was actually on my list too because I did mixtapes and I did um, albums, and that was actually on my list for top, just on the top five to ten mixtapes of the 2010s. Not even in the underrated mm-hmm. portion. That was on mine because, like, reading the features, J. Cole, Juicy J, French Montana, obviously have a story by Young Jeezy and Snoop Lion at the time, um, Royce the Five Nine, Kendrick Lamar, Chris Brown, Janae Aiko, Wale, Wiz Khalifa. 
And then he had James that, Fauntleroy, Mike Posner was a feature yeah, on there too. Yes. Yes. Like that's, that is a it's feature funny that list you say, and all of them hit. It's funny that you say, you know, if you go back and listen, you probably come out. Cause I, I had that same experience within the last year where I did go back and listen to it. Cause I'm like, oh, I haven't peeped this in a while. I remember really liking it. And I was like, God damn, there is a lot of quality on here. And same thing. Yeah. That was for sure a mixtape that played, that played more like a mixtape at the time, actually. I don't know how to explain it, but it did, even though it's all original music. But now it is on streaming. You can you can play it as an album, which is dope. But uh, yep, it's funny. By the way, French Montana on Moolah, right? Ain't, Ain't uh, nothing more important than the Moolah. He got he's got my favorite line on there. My favorite line on the whole album, got that China white, China, call it Jeremy, call it Jeremy Lin. Lin. <laughs> Shouts to Lin Sanity. Uh, by the way, Mac and Cheese 5, little disappointed in it. Not as good as his last projects, but still good overall. But I still got to listen all the way through. There's a lot of tracks. But back to Big Sean. We discussed Sean him on the Don. last podcast. We discussed him today. And I thought it was funny. Brandon, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter over the weekend, but someone put like, What's the worst bars you've ever heard in a song? And Big he Sean was co- heavily. He, cring- yeah, yes, he was I heavily saw, quoted in the cringe bars. Disrespectful. Like. <laughs> That's the thing about him. I think that I really, I, I believe this wholeheartedly. I believe control had effect on his career, but then I also think he just has a lot of cringy bars. Like OJ gloves, you must acquit. Like. There were there was worse ones than that though. That was no, no, no. Part. I'm just that was the, that was literally just the first one that came to my head. That was like sometimes it's like uh, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, like oh, you push you pushing the envelope. Like you really like like you must quit, but must acquit. Uh, Sean, I don't know about that one. Eminem has the same. Eminem has the same thing. Like where I feel like he just tries to say anything at this point, and then I, he just. You could give, I mean, Sean's whole, Sean's whole mercy verse is questionable. Just the ass bars, like, anyone could have came up with that shit. Ass quake, ass trace. Don't weed on it, that's an ass trace. Say yeah, say yeah, don't do this. Don't do this, say day eight, I worked long nights. Long nights to get a payday. But we let it. we let it pass because the whole entire song as a whole was fire. Like, we even let 2 chains get away. Like, 2 chains the way he flowed on that last verse. It was fire, but he wasn't really saying anything crazy. Like two chains has got like forty better verses. That. I'm drunk yeah, exactly. at the same time through the champagne on the airplane. He came on so hot. <laughs> he came on so hot. We're like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? But he really wasn't saying anything no, at all. No, just because the just just because drunk the and high at the same time. In. Yeah, I was gonna say just because. Okay, now catch up to my campaign. You're like, oh they my gave him, god, they gave him that ISO. They gave him that ISO like it was like weighing on we taking over. You know yeah, what I no. mean? I'm like, but hey, that's it. Still became a classic and a legendary verse because of that. But it's definitely just kind of average. Um, to shout out to you, average, baby. Kyle, I want to say either it was that song or Click. I think it might have been Click. You said, "Have you heard this new sh- song called uh, Click?" I want to say it was Click, but it might have been Mercy. I was in shout out to culinary class. I was in the uh, my culinary class as a sophomore, just as like one of the easy classes that you basically take, basically one of the filler classes. And then I instantly listened to it there. So shout out to you for giving me that update. I want to say it was Click. Shout out to me, but 
Uh, but I think it, I, I think it was Click because I think Click was 2012, if I remember question. I think Click was 20. I think it might have been 13 or 14. It could have been later, honestly. So song. like, I, very underrated. Yeah, that album was actually shit. That's another the whole good music album. Yeah, that is underrated. I, tell I didn't a even bat think of that one. Do whatever. Yeah. I, no, that good that good music album was. That was a really good one. That one had the morning. I like the morning a lot on that. Mm-hmm. Two Chains has to, a dope remix to that too. Yes, he does. Yep. Yes, he does. That was in the era where I kind of liked Two Chains a little bit. Then I um got a big body, so I got a big body. <laughs> and this, uh, and this, uh, and that's it. And that's just at the time when I was like. I was finding rap rap for the first time. So anyone who didn't only spit bars, I was not into like at that point, I was only listening to like funk flex freestyle sway in the morning freestyles. If you couldn't rap rap, then you were not there. Music wasn't a thing. Who gives a fuck about future? I'm listening to this new Earl sweatshirt dog. No, absolutely. No, but literally, was like I was not listening to Future at all. I was like, uh, when I listened to his cipher, spray too. The cocaine and the Phantom. I was like, okay, shut up, get him out of here. I would, get him out of here. <laughs> I was like, get this guy in 2012 out of here. Future's not even good. Just give me Machine Gun Kelly. He can rap at least. <laughs> A bar that just popped up in my head since we were talking about questionable bar, questionable bars and two chains came up on. Uh, I love them strippers. He starts out let. Big Bank Take. Well, it's like, let's play Big Bank Take Little Bank. You were looking at a shark in a fish tank. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Yeah, I love them strippers. <laughs> no, it's Two Chains is another person who, like, I think when Pretty Girls Like Trap Music came out, I think that's kind of where things changed for him again. Like, obviously, like, he was obviously titty boy early and then like he changed and then he went into like this weird pocket and then afterward i think that's where he like truly was like rapping again like rap rapping again like his freestyle over dna before that album was fire on on the leakers if anyone's never heard that listen to that i'm a freestyle i'm kind of a freestyle guy so i I think that was after i think that was after pretty girls love trap music though no he was he was it was was right before because pretty girls like the trap music that's me Mm. about to drop it on you june 16th that was like he was freestyling at the end i do remember that so but no he was fire over dna but yeah 2017 was a great year for music, by the way. It was a great year. Because you got Big Sean, you got Kendrick. 2016, 2017, 2018 is a hard three-year era to to compete against. You can take any three years. I mean, I'm not going to say any three years in music, but especially out of the 2010s, give me 2016, 2017, 2018. I mean, 10, 11, 12, you've got, like, if you're going through, you've got Recovery, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Good Kid, Mad City, Take Care. Um, So, I mean, already kind of... I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, that 2010, 11, 12, that is... That's a power five right there. That's a power five. Because that's tough. I'm a... uh, 2013 was Born Center, but you get... uh, sideline story which is good not great uh i'm trying to think of any other albums that come off the top of my head but no a watch the throne was in that era too so like you've got that 2010 11 12 was fire too not that you're saying it wasn't but like i'm just that just to bring up another three year that was a fire stretch when you have my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and good kid mad city you really can't fail after that so 
and I believe um, one of the first ASAP projects and things like that. But yeah, uh, Kyle, do you have another before I go on more of a tangent? Do you have another underrated album you want to say? Or if not, I got plenty more. Let's hear yours first. Okay, so the next one that I'm going to do is Joey Badass Before the Money. I think this is right after coming off in 1999, which is a classic mixtape, which is one of the best mixtapes of the 2010s. Absolutely. Uh, I love Joey Badass, too. I'm a huge Joey fan, and that Before the Money has uh, Save the Children, Christ Conscious, Like Me, Big Dusty, uh, like that album is fire. And that was coming off of, as I said, coming off of 1999, which was a classic RIP capital Steve's, but like, yeah, that that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Honestly, I love it. Mm. True rapper. So I cannot comment. True rapper, like a true, true rapper. So 1999, then summer nights, then before, And it'd be for the money, and then it goes into All American Badass, American. and then 2000, 2000, which was one of my favorite. Al- I want to almost say it was my favorite album. It was my favorite album on the list. I think 2000 was great. Gave you that feel again, but it just gave you like the mature feel of it. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> 1999 is still his, and to me, his best project. I think if you go down 1999, there's just too many hit but i also think that one gets recognition the recognition it deserves or at least it did i don't know if people really listen to joey like that that much but i did at the time got the recognition it deserved because that one put him really on like oh who is this guy i love summer nights summer nights for me was like another great listen that one i think is underrated though <laughs> i do because i don't think I many think it, people I think talk is. about summer nights like that like but it again summer nights is super good too super good so I agree. I agree. Joey's even got some, he's got some like loose cuts that like should have like, he's got a song called 95 Ben. I think it's 95 Ben's. Mm-hmm. And unorthodox. I don't know if you've heard that with DJ premier, I believe. That's a good song. I have that. I have pretty much anything that he's released. I have that. And there's like, there's some songs that he's released that have went so under the radar. And I'm just like, this is, this is quality music. <laughs> Oh, brother, this guy stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, if you can hear us now, we can no longer hear you. You're no longer visible. You're just no longer a person. (laughs) Actually, so the name of the song was 500 Bands. 500 Bands, yes, yes. No, I, no, absolutely. Listen, Joey is, Joey is really, is one of them ones honestly he is so oh, yeah. good but and he's a he's one of those rappers that i don't think gets as much recognition as he should mm-hmm. i remember he had this little beef with troy ave and then he went on sway and then was it's troy ave <laughs> it's troy ave with the classic <laughs> feel <laughs> yeah no uh that was not a Troy Ave. I definitely guy. listened to some Troy Ave back in the day. <laughs> I definitely listened. Look at the difference. In, look at the difference. <laughs> I definitely listened to Troy Ave around 2014 for sure. And I'm telling you, this was. Oh, I was only like, it was Joey. It was King Los. It was Kendrick. Like it was only. King I was gonna say it was only rappers. Rappers. You were not. If you weren't a rappers rapper, you were not coming around me. I'm telling you. Like I had a. 
had a song over here like um, Shot Collars by French Montana. For some reason, love that song. I still do. But like there was just like random ones thrown in here. That was your that was where you drew the line with Shot Collars. Yeah. No, for some reason, there's just like songs that you just throw like in. And then I honestly think Migos started to get me out of like only pure rap. Not that Migos can rap. Don't get me wrong. Like all like they all can rap. But like that started to get me into like the flow of oh like you don't have to only be a rapidy rap guy for me to like you like because i remember the 2016 cypher with um kodak and 21 and everyone like that legendary i that like became like a one of the biggest cyphers hated it i absolutely hated it to start oh yeah took my bitch to the stove (laughs) ran out of soda i'm trying to cut this yola Uh. Like, what are you talking about? Hold up, pick this little sorry. <laughs> You're like, okay, Kodak. And then they the worst part about it is they have like just little Yachty who's not saying too much, Uzi who's just kind of like bouncing, and then they throw in Denzel Curry who's actually rapping. And you're like, wait. Denzel Curry is a very underrated rapper. Yes. You're like, wait a second. Why are we throwing in Denzel Curry with these guys? It just doesn't fit. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know, man. That's just that's just me. Are you a Mick Jenkins fan? Um, I don't listen to enough to say that I am. To be quite honest with you, I have okay. heard. A, I've heard some, and I definitely like what I've heard, but I haven't heard enough to say that I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. He's another. Uh, he's another solid artist. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's so many artists. Um. Well, while Kyle's trying to figure out his connection, I'm gonna bring up a mixtape, and I want to see if you've heard it and if you feel like it's underrated or not. Um. Okay. Are you a big? Actually, no. I know you've heard this one, and Kyle can come in afterwards, and he can hear this. And if you hear this, if you can hear us, Kyle, we can't hear you. So just letting you know. But sorry for the wait. I think that's heavily underrated. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Little Wayne went over rolling on the rolling in the deep and body. Oh my goodness! He had that. He had um, Grove Street with Lil B. Yep. Um, sorry for the wait. The song. Yeah, sorry for the wait. Um, my last. Uh, he went over my last. Uh, Big Sean's, which I I like Big Sean's and Chris Brown on that thing, and then I like other. Hey, Kyle, if you're back, we're talking about Sorry for the Wait as being an underrated project. I th- I think I am back, and uh, I have a reply to that instantly, which is that mixtape to me, I agree, is underrated. Like, even at the time when it came out, it was like, all right, this ain't no ceilings. This isn't dedication one or two. This isn't to drop three. But, like, it's it's got some joints on there, especially, uh, what is it, Grove Street with Lil B? Yeah. That was yeah. my shit. Uh, especially the little B verse, but uh, <laughs> like I think that's aged into a classic. Like it's definitely to me, it's underrated. But I was surprised to see the social media buzz about like when it re-released on Spotify a mm-hmm. couple years ago, maybe about a year ago. Like people were hype about it. Like so, I think that's it's turned into a classic Wayne project from that era. Because I mean, if you think about it, Brandon, I know you like and you've mentioned like you like the later dedications, but I can't really. I can't really pinpoint you much for the dedication series after three. Um, yeah, I think so. D four to me was like the last because like dedication five, I listened to it and I think it's like 
the quality is so much like because that was at a point too when Lil Wayne was going through all this shit with Truck Birdman. Fit, t-shirt, talk second, ski first. <laughs> Truck <laughs> Truck Fit Wayne was a, was a sick era. Yeah, I was gonna say that one had uh, the, not the good sick either. In my not home the, I think still. D4 had Green Ranger with uh, yeah. J Cole. The, the J. original J Cole Merc that the original uproar. J Cole yeah. Merc that. Yes, like that, and that's a. I feel so, like that's a song that should be well more known. Like they asked Lil Wayne about it. Lil Wayne was like, "I did a verse with J Cole." Like, when did that? He, for, he forgot and about like, it. Yeah, he forgot about it because he's worked with so many people. But like, there's people that are like so buddy of mine. There's a huge, huge Lil Wayne fan, and we started talking about mixtapes. And I'm like, "All right, you know, what's your favorite song like off of any of the mixtapes?" And he's going through, and I'm like, well, you heard Green Ranger. And he's like, Green Ranger. And I'm like, yeah, it's him and J. Cole. It's like, Wayne's never done a song with J. Cole. And I'm like, yes, he has. Yeah. 2000, 2012. And I think it's criminal that people don't know that song, because I no, think that's I, a great song. I, I, I agree. Green Ranger's fire. <laughs> Green <laughs> Ranger's really good. It's it's definitely not recirculated enough. Like Like you said, I couldn't even tell you the last time I heard it. I haven't gone out of my way to listen to it either, but like, it's definitely not brought up enough. It's definitely not spun enough. So yeah, I completely agree. There's, it's a fire verse from both of them too. Like again, that was Wayne's weird era, like his truck fit era. But Wayne mm-hmm. goes off on it. Cole certainly like steals the show on it to me. Oh, so yeah. yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great like pre peak J Cole verse. Like that was still Rock Nation. I'm still making singles for the people. J Cole and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that was of, an early peek into the J. Cole we're getting now. Did, did we hear J. Cole's like snippet two minute? Did we anyone hear that? If you haven't heard like the miss me, yeah. like what I, I brought, I brought that up Thursday and y'all had to heard it. None of no, y'all had no, heard it. I know. I thought you. Yes, I wasn't. I knew you had. I couldn't remember if you said that it was coming out or you had heard it already. But I listened to it. And my God, am I excited for the fall off even more than I already was. That, yeah, I, that boy's we hungry. Need, we need Jacob music. We need it. Yes. We and um, I just wanted to say, Kyle, because you brought out the drought. Three, May, June, or July? May 12th. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It won't be on May 12th. It's Mother's Day. Um, it'll be on May 10th. We need, we need it one of those. We need it one of those three days. Or one of those three months, we need it. We need it for summertime. I think it's going to be in May because then they're going to use half of the songs on the playoff like instrumentals because that's what they love to do. Like whatever yeah. hot album at the time, they'll just throw it on playoff instrumentals. They did that with Damn. They did that with the Off Season. Jamal Ray, I'm a Mark Grizzly. Um, yeah, but no, um, they're uh, the Drought Three. Jamal just Ray, I'm Mark Grizzly. <laughs> just, I just wanted to mention that that has so many fire songs. I think my favorite song might be Upgrade. Um, I was just, we were talking about, um, it was like, uh, put some keys, seat down low, get high, rule the world. I'm also a huge fan of um, Upgrade. Uh, there's there's way too many. There's way too many I could go into. But uh, Kyle, do you have an under, another underrated album? I know we're kind of going longer winded on these, so we don't have to go through a full, full list, but... I'm loving the dialogue. I really am. I'll give you two of the same artists. One's a collab album. Uh, I'll give you the collab album first. My Ty, Jeremiah, and Ty Dolla Sign. It's it's more like an EP, honestly, because I think it's like eight tracks. But that's an underrated project. Um, 
eight, you're in, you're out. Good music, good R&B vibes, good summer music, good club music, and you got just some good slow jams on there. I think there's a Chris Brown feature in there, maybe a French Montana yeah. feature. Um, very good, very good. I wish they had actually follow up with that. Um, and then Jeremiah, his Late Nights album, really his Late Nights series, but Late Nights, the album, super underrated that's one of the best r&b projects of the 2010s i, I thought it was underrated album. at the time mm-hmm. it's very solid very solid it's got vibes all the way through uh let me that's, go through the track list for you i stayed away from r&b Twister. because that would have added like 25 to 30 more projects for me but go on what you're saying brandon he had What'd a song say? with uh twist didn't he have the song with twist on there Woosaw? Uh-uh. what was that that might have been yes after yes okay Juicy J, Juicy J and Twista, yeah. Yeah. This guy, so it's got Planes with J. Cole, classic. Into Past That. Into Impatient with Ty Dolla. That's a great song. Mm. Into, uh, I don't know how you say it. O-U-I. Ain't no, how's it go? Oh, we. Ain't no we. Oh, we, 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 yeah. Ain't no we without you and I. And then Drink, Into Amigos track. Into Feel Like Phil. I don't really remember that one, but. Then you got a good Janae feature on there with Worthy. Don't tell him with YG. And then, yeah, you got Woosa with Juicy J and Twista on there, too. But that's a super underrated album. Mm-hmm. That's a great album. It's got tons of vibes on it. Uh, Jeremiah, my favorite Jeremiah moments, actually, when he, I think he was in Chicago on tour, and he sent out a fake Jeremiah on stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, sick or some shit. I'm like, what'd you think? Like, he could just have your voice, too, all of a sudden? Like, obviously, the crowd started booing. <laughs> I'm like that's a that's a ballsy move. Like that's either a boss move or a complete asshole move. It's a little bit of both in a way. It's so both. It's absolutely definitely both. lingers more on the asshole move side though. Yeah, yeah not a fake a body double. Yeah, <laughs> I think Trump did the same thing with his wife too during his presidency. He did actually. <laughs> he sent out a I think he sent out a Melania body double. He did actually, but you can get away with that more because she doesn't do anything. He's actually performing. <laughs> like, yes. like, what he's actually doing this for the fans. <laughs> like, you can't just do that. But who am I? Trump to tell? had so many hilarious moments during his presidency. Like it was, it was daily content. Yeah, it was daily content, and it uh, was obscene at the, the time. Shit but it was that he also would hilarious. say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would say some ridiculous shit for sure. It would yeah. almost kill me when he called me wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta say it like that? He's a comedian. He's just a comedian <laughs> who, who dressed up as our president for four years. Who's probably gonna dress up as our president for another four years? We're, and he just bullies people. We're gonna live through eight years of Donald Trump at president, which is crazy. Because people people like liked Donald Trump back in two thousand nine. When Mac Miller came out with Donald Trump, you're like, Donald oh Trump. hey, you're like hey, up like Donald Trump. Okay, Ray Shremmerd, we got you. Ray oh god, <laughs> we got yeah. you. Another album that's actually a little underrated. I think that um, I think Shrem Life. Shrem Life. I think Shrem Life was fire. But yeah, Shrimp Life one, yeah. I actually have them. I actually have them on my underrated list. Oh. Different album though. That's that's a topic for another day. Um, I did one or, thing, or another minute, I should say. One thing, one album I wanted to quickly mention, then you can go into that. The album I want to mention. Shout out to Wale, his gifted album. Oh, I think is fire. Uh, just to read some of the tracks, you've got bad, and then you got the bad remix with Rihanna. Love hate thing. 
uh, rotation, simple man, uh, 88, vanity, sunshine, clappers, like gifted was gifted. Very, <laughs> pun that intended. Was a very good album. <laughs> gifted was gifted. It pun intended. And Wale Wale is a really underrated. Wale's in the, Wale's in the Hall of Fame off his no hands verse alone. No hands and no dollar. He's I in don't the dance and I'm a Roscoe I'm a fucker. I Even like I ambition, like dance. I feel like ambition was like I feel like that's a hella underrated album. Like I feel like Ambition's ambition tough. like it's just a, oh. a, an amazing album. And like Meek just, has my ambition. Meek is might be my favorite Meek verse. It's one of them. I love that Meek verse. I absolutely love. And Maybach Music also has some underrated group projects. But go on. We can talk more about ambition. I was just thinking about there's some self maids that are fire. But that Meek verse. Only hope I have was selling. Like I, I love that Meek verse. Even Ross's verse on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we're speaking about Meek, actually, I didn't end up including this on my list because I feel like he was too big of an artist. So this one falls under the category of it's an underrated Meek album, but it's not an underrated album in general, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not compared to the ones that were on my list, but Wins and Losses by Meek. I feel like to me, just to me, that's like his second best project to me. I think Championships is his best project. Are we but just talking like only most... albums, by the way? Just wanted to make sure we clarify that. Uh, like his best, like yeah. His I mean, I, when, when I was albums? when I was speaking about it, just barely. Yeah, I wasn't including the Dream Chaser series okay. necessarily. And I just want to um, make sure that we're on but, the same page because I don't think I, does, I think there's he has better mixtapes than those albums than that album for sure but that's just my opinion but go on for sure for sure and I haven't listened to the Dream, Dream Chaser series in forever so I mean it definitely flows better than probably a lot of his later albums but I think there's a lot of great music on wins and losses and it oh, just yeah. seems like people when it, yeah. when it comes to ranking his albums it seems like people rank that near the middle or towards the bottom and to me I think that's just rapping ability I think that's that's right up there and I think Meek, just album to album to album. If you go from his Dream Chaser series to Dreams and Nightmares, and then just throughout his career, every single album he gets so much better lyrically, and mm -hmm. that's the that's the case with a lot of rappers where they obviously get sharper and whatever. But like Meek, it's noticeable. Like Meek can spit with whoever now, and you couldn't say that maybe ten, twelve years ago. So, not on my list, but it was it was an honorable mention. Yeah, and that was coming. I think that was that was one coming off of. Was that coming off of championships or was that coming off dreams worth more than money? Oh, uh, it was in between. It was, it was before uh, championships. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought it was coming off dreams worth more than money. That's coming off of what's your name? My name, Nick, where are you? That's coming off. What's your name? My name. You're like, okay. Yeah. All right, Nikki. When, when they were, when they were flipping, uh, what was that? They were, that was supposed to be like Notorious Thugs, right? Yeah. That was supposed to be like mirroring yeah, that. Yeah. That verse is funny. <laughs> that verse is hilarious. But no, that's got it's got heavy heart on it. It's got 1942 flows. Yeah, I like that. God damn, what else? What else? I'm sitting there talking about how much I love I this album. Uh, Fall, I like Young Black America. Tori's on there. Yup. Uh, wins and losses is really good. I like fall through personally. Glow up is a banger. Ball player is another banger. Save me, save me is a tough song. Mm -hmm. Left Hollywood, mm -hmm. Price made it from nothing with Tayana and Rick Ross. Ball player with Quavo. That's all right. Um, yeah, Young Black America, Glow Up, 
fall I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. scars. We, we, we ball with Thug. <clears throat> but 1942 flows. 1942 flows might be my all-time favorite Beak song. It's up there. It's top five for me for sure. That is a good song. Fuck that checkup. But, yeah, I think that's a super underrated Meek album. Um, you know, whether you want to put it up there with the other projects in 2017, whatever. I'd, but, give, it, I'd give it underrated in general. Like, Right? That's that's how I feel about it. I would. Mm-hmm. I feel and like then, a lot uh, of yeah, MMG Chan- albums are underrated in general. Like, just I, all their artists. Yeah. yeah. Especially Wale. Like, Wale's become Mr. Underrated. And I feel like he kind of always was, really. Like, even in yes. that era, you're thinking of him after Meek, after Drake, after Sean, after all those guys. And he was right in that class. He was right in that, that internet era. You yeah, know, like he had the whole he's Seinfeld someone, wave and all that. So He's someone that, like, you think of with Absol, like, when he was should have been bigger than that. Like, Absol kind of... Absol's a super dope rapper, but his career and how he how he actually marketed himself was supposed it was more in the underground territory just like him being a super dope lyricist making music for him and not but like Wale does the super dope lyricist stuff but also makes really good music like has some hits like all over and just like he's like talked about more in abs with Absol, but really could be mentioned more with someone rest in peace but someone like a Mac Miller who Mac Miller was someone who was really underrated rapper to me i think he like i think he got the credit as an artist but i think he's a little bit underrated rapper like when you get on actual tracks like there's multiple tracks with him if you get on actual track like the end is near him and absolute song that probably anyone listening to this podcast may have never heard before i would suggest listening to it both first oh, fire an amazing song <clears throat> yeah no i know i trust that you've heard it because like you've heard mostly everything that i've ever heard in my life but the end is yeah, near Brand- i don't know fire. where Listen, I think I listen to a lot of music, and then Brandon, it's like, like how the fuck did you listen to all that music <laughs> in one decade? And not even from that job, like, it's hip-hop, it's R&B. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I listen to this pop shit over here. I listen to this country. I'm like, yo, how do you have enough time in the day to listen to all this? Cause- so it's, it's bad, because, like, I don't know if I've told y'all this or not. So when I get into my car, when I connect my phone to Bluetooth, it tells me how many songs I have in my music library, just in yeah. Apple Music alone. I have close to 30,000 songs in my Apple Music library. That's crazy. Oh, shit. And that's not including SoundCloud, like, all the mixtapes and shit. Like, so I've got probably 50,000 plus, give or take. Maybe maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit under. That's crazy. See, that's crazy. For me, it's like five or 6,000. Like, I listen to a wide, I used to listen to a super wide variety, and now it's, like, closer in. But everything that I listen to, I know. So, like, lyrically, I can, like, pull from anything. So, it feel, mm-hmm. but also, I also have this, like, the random Rolodex of, like, radio songs that I know, too. So, like, I'm not as widespread as you and, like, know as much as you do, like, musically. But, yeah. So, like, when I said the end is near, I feel like no one else is pro- that listens to this will have heard this song other than you, and I trust not. the fact that you listen to it. It's a fire song, by the way. So, oh, at yeah, the end like, is near Absol and Mac Miller. Please listen to it. It's really good if you like. If you like rapping, and they did multiple songs together. Like yeah. they did matches off of mm-hmm. watching the movies with yeah. the sound off. Another underrated album, mm-hmm. by the way. I think that might be one of Mac's best albums. Faces. Max just has an underrated project. I think his Faces mixtape is fire. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's incredible. 
two things. One, my liked songs, I have 15,410. So not branded numbers, but it's up there. And then if you put mixtapes with that, maybe it gets up to 17. I'm still probably under 20, though. So still not branded petty numbers. Um, <laughs> but talk about Mac Miller, where he started and where he ended up before he unfortunately passed. Like he grew so much as an artist. Like, very yeah. much like Tyler, honestly. They kind of had almost the same glow up. Like, obviously, Mac was a little more serious, but he was still, like, in his kid, like, having fun back when he still came out. Obviously, he was, like, 19, but, like, I was like kids where is a he classic went. Like, to me, that, I, I, yeah, love, I yeah. love kids. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people in that age group from that era, like, you know, probably 14 to 19 to 21 in that era, like, will swear by those early Mac mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that, like, like if, don't know, like, some of the loose cuts. Like, if you go, like, the Macadelic, like, the song that he did with Lil Wayne. Fight the Feeling? Um, yeah. With Kendrick Lamar. Um, he had the song Thoughts Off the Balcony with, mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. who was on there. And even off of um, watching movies with the sound off, uh, Red Dot Music with Action Bronson. That's Amazing action. song. Oh, amazing! No, I I love that's that. A, might be that's my a favorite ridiculous action. action Bronson verse. I was gonna say that might be one of my favorite Bronson. action Bronson's verses. After rapping, I'll say this: octopus. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's I was like, I was off Mac for like a few years. Like after he first came out, what was it? What was his first project? Blue Slide Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm like, all right, this isn't really what I want to hear from Mac, and I would listen to him intermittently. And then really started picking back on him, like, right before he passed. And if you would have told me, like, in 2011, 2010, that, you know, this this kid who very much raps, like, he didn't, I don't think he really showed off much of his artistic side. Like, he would have some some songs where he was vocalizing here and there, but mostly it was rap. And he was, I believe, on Wiz Khalifa's label and, you know, very much seemed like an understudy of Wiz. If you would have told me he was going to be making... That he was really starting to yeah. like the music bag, and that was like his seventh project. But go on. And if you would have told me he would have became seven years later, six years later, whatever it was, if you would have told me he would have became closer to Kanye than Eminem when it comes to this music shit, I would have been like, "You're fucking lying." You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. Kanye to Wiz Khalifa, because that's I mean, really, him and Tyler both became more of a Kanye artist than they did. You know, yeah. a rapper, rapper, or wherever Tyler was heading with his old skateboard shit. So, you know, if you would have told anybody back in 2010 the type of music they both ended up making, you probably would have looked at you like you had a third head or some shit. So, my yeah, favorite part with Ariana and um, Dang with Anderson Pac off, off of Divine yes. Feminine, you wouldn't have assumed that when you're listening to like Best Day Ever. No, like and like, so you know. you wouldn't have assumed that he gets from best day ever to that, but again, that's years and that's the maturation of artists, which is what you love to see in artists, which is what I feel you miss from a lot of the mainstream ones today, because today they kind of pick their sound and just roll with their sound. Yeah, and they like, stick with it, and they just stick with it. I mean, it works. I mean, you're gonna get hits out of it. You're gonna get fire music out of it, and then you're going to get obviously your fans are gonna be happy, but. Because fans look now as like they want what they want. Like if I want Amigos verse, I just want the triple entendres and then something. I want Quavo to be catchy on a hook. Like just a triplet rather flow rather than the you want Quavo to be catchy on a hook. If you're listening to Little Baby, you just you want Little Baby. Like there's no other way to really yeah. it. You just want Little Baby. You don't really want him to fully branch out. But it's really good. Petty, that question, 
question on. for you on that topic. Mm-hmm. All right, it's a little bit of a pivot, but I don't think we really talked about it. What's your opinion on For All the Dogs from Drake? Mm, I wasn't impressed. Like I thought it was like I thought it was I thought it was decent. Right. Like it it just felt like it felt like it was rushed. Like and the I mean let's be honest too, Drake's music quality has gone so fucking downhill too. Like he, he gets on majority of these songs and he doesn't even try anymore. And it's like him from going from like a song, for instance, Gold Roses with Rick Ross, like a, a song like that to where, you know, he gets on a song and, you know, he can, he can rap, he can paint a picture, you know, stuff like that going to like kind of the money for fun. Like mm. it's just, I don't know. Like it's, and people, people eat it up. But I didn't really, I mean, he had some, there were some decent songs on there that I've listened to like a couple times, but I didn't think it was all that great. I, I kind of agree. Like, I wish Duke was here because we could all have this debate because I know Duke really likes that album and it, it is good music. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not bad music. I'm just not sure how it ages. I'll be honest. I haven't really heard much from it. Other than first person shooter, that's the only one I really hear played. You hear that because of Cole. About. Yeah, because of Jake. Right? Yeah. Hey, exactly, exactly. I got and, something uh, I want to bring up right after this, Kyle. We talk about this album but for sure, on. for sure, for sure. And real quick to the first person shooter point, my point to to Duke at the time was, you know, if this is 2015, 16 Drake. I don't even know if we're getting that Cole verse because, you know, A, he might be like, fuck that. I'm not letting someone watch me on that song. But B, if someone did go that hard on his song, he's at least trying to come back. And he really gave Cole the floor. And I don't know. I agree with you. I don't I don't hear the passion in his music. I don't hear the art in his music. Um, I was actually looking back at my phone because I was I did a ranking. I did a rating one through ten for the Vultures project, Kanye and Ty Dolla. And I was looking back and I was like, you know, let me let me see what I put for this uh, for all the dogs album. And I actually did that one through five. And it was pretty decently rated. Like there wasn't really many ones or twos per se, but it's not an album I go back to. And when I do hear it, when I do catch one, I do not hear. Like you said, I don't hear the passion from Drake. It just really feels like I'm just doing this for the money. Like I know I'm going to get I could put out bullshit and everyone's going to listen to it. So it doesn't even matter what I put out. You know what I mean? No, you put, yeah, I agree. You put, you put SZA even on that Scorpion album. I think we're getting a better product. You know what I mean? Like 2018 yeah. Drake's giving you a better SZA feature, two SZA features, and we got mid from it, in my opinion. To me, like, to be completely honest with you, the last Drake album that, like, I genuinely loved was Views. Because, like, he had good songs on there. Like, he had Western Road Flows, You With Me, Feel No Ways. Views itself Redemption. was crazy. Like, he went off on, like, the, his outro. But, like, he always goes off on the intro and outro. Like, that's what you should expect. Except for this one. He didn't go off on this outro, which kind of really yeah. upset me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, I wanted a Do Not Disturb. I wanted a View. I wanted the ride. I wanted all of the, like... like he had, I feel like that's also, a... Got, Go ahead, go ahead. No, you good, you good. Oh, I was going to say, and also too on Views, that was when he kind of like unveiled Division, which is one of my favorite R&B groups or just R&B artists in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Views for me is like the last Drake album that like I genuinely like. Like I 
I guess more life, but to me that was more like of a kind of like a mix match of like random music that he threw together. Playlist, he said. It's not an album. It's a playlist. Like Scorpion, eh, like After Dark with Static Major and Ty Dolla Sign, great song, Um, amazing song. But like, Views was the last Drake album that like I actually enjoyed. That seems to be a common trope. Like that Views was the last one. I think I think Scorpion's the last album I really enjoyed from him. I don't feel like that was a a well put together album either. But I do think the highs on it were super high. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you still got nonstop. You mentioned After Dark. Uh, shit, what else you got on there? You got uh, Mob Ties. God's That's a great plan. record. God's Plan. So I feel like the highs were good, but the album itself, it was just like, here, here you go. Like, here's some great yeah. music mixed with whatever I'm feeling at the time. So I agree with you there. I actually like More Life. That's one of my favorite Drake projects, but I agree with you. That one is kind of just sloppy. And like Keenan said, it's meant to be a playlist. You can almost blame him for the trajectory music has gone because I mean, he of also, that album. He does People, have Passion Fruit, and that's, uh, to that's me, I, I love Beautiful song. That's one of his best songs to me. But go on. Yeah, you get a lot of. That's the thing with that album. You get a lot of nine out of tens, ten out of tens on that album. Teenage Fever was good too. That was Mm -hmm. also a great song. Teenage Fever. Watch out for yeah, there's a lot me, on there. I'm about to glow. <laughs> That's an underrated song. No, I actually Can like you said you had a topic? Um, so, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say real quick again that I've listened, obviously, First Person Shooter plenty of times. I've listened, obviously, to The Secret Recipe many of times. But I know you and I and Duke were talking about which verse is better to you guys. Um, you guys said first person shooter. I actually said the secret recipe. Um, and that's just cause like my style of rap at the, I under both of them, I think are, they're both 10 out of 10. So you're really just picking what 10 do you like? I'd probably agree. Honestly, I'd probably agree with you now. I, cause I just, the way he was talking on the secret recipe, like, because on the first, he was, person shooter, he was talking, he was talking on more arrogant shit on secret yeah, recipe. He, he was so I think he just I like, think if you remember my gripe at the time with Secret Recipe was I couldn't hear the beat on Cole's yeah. verse. Like the beat like went way quieter on his verse. But overall I probably agree with you now. When I hear first person shooter now, I just honestly like it just sounds so directed to like high schoolers. Like the beat, like everything about it just kind of sounds juvenile. It's a great song and Cole yeah. fucking murks it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I agree with you. I think Secret Recipe's more in my type of bag. So if, even if I said first person shooter at the time, I am now switching that. Yeah, no, I again, go last a few times. Also. Word. Word. That's bad. Like, though, I, go on. Go on, Brennan. I was gonna say I think first person shooter, like the the verse is great, but like if you take J. Cole off that off that song and put anybody else on there, then that song's probably dog water. Like mm. But I think that it's is not a, a it's not a great beat. He's not until the switch up, like the 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 switch up for Drake's second part. I think but that's a great beat. This. Yeah, yeah. But, but the first person shooter beat itself is it's all right. No, it's it's solid. But I see, I'm I'm a fan of the secret recipe beat. Like those kind of beats are what I love, and like when I hear that, I want. 
Like, I want you to be braggadocious, but I don't need you to be in my face. And J. Cole mm-hmm. was like braggadocious in your face, but also talking. And like that at this point in my life, that's what I love the most. And I honestly think that's because of battle rap and just like, like, obviously there are a bunch of rounds where you just like a bunch of double entendres, punchlines and things that are great, but it's the rounds like where someone's incorporating that, but just talking directly to you, which are the rounds that I feel the most. And I think that's more so what I felt Cole was doing there, like where you have the bars clearly, but then you get into that him also like really talking to you. And it's like, okay, all right, cool. I see you, buddy. Like you just calm down. I get it. All right, Jermaine. All right, Jermaine Cole, please. Like it's all right. But yeah, I think that it's hard. It's really going back. You could say J Cole has like, three or four of the top like eight verses over the last like three years because like, yeah. you've got those two you've got a uh, johnny peace caddy he absolutely killed that um and then it just depends on kind of where you want to go from there like there i go is another great cole verse but obviously it's not one of like the best best but that's still a great Pretty little fears Pretty- that like to me that that's one of my favorite cole verses mm-hmm. like ever yeah no, I, I agree. Um, I love him on Boblo Boat. If we're going back a little bit far back, him on Boblo Boat is amazing. American Dream with Jeezy and Kendrick, which he should have rapped on it, but whatever. That's amazing too. <laughs> like, there's so many, there's so many Cole verses really since that American Dream one because it was yeah. he 2014 Forest Hills Drive, Long Break, For Your Eyes Only came out, Breakish, then for, uh, American Dream. And from that point to now, you've been just getting Cole features killing it. And then KOD came out. That was a very good album. You got the off season. That was a great album. And then you've got 30 verses at least. You've got even songs like uh, with J-Hope. Um, I can't. Oh, what's the name of it? Oh, my goodness gracious. Let me. I got to look. Cole really up. seems like he's trying to separate himself. Like he really I seems he, like on that. Is. He seems like on that path of what Wayne was on in the in the mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands, where he was really like, I'm gonna make sure none of you guys put me in like any sort of category. Like I'm in my own category. And it seems like Cole, you know, over the last, like you said, four or five plus years has really made especially over the last three years, has made a concerted effort to be like, I'm him. Right. When it comes to this rap shit, like He's the I'm best rapper one. alive right now. You have to say it. I mean, you go with yeah. Like, uh, to me, obviously, if you're giving, like, one verse for your life and they're going to, like, you need this verse or you're going to die, who's going to have the best one? I still think Kendrick will have the best one. But, like... That's a great topic. That is. That is a great topic. But if you had, like... One verse for your life? One verse for your life. I mean... One verse for your life right today, I'm giving... Do I have to pick... Do I have to pick a version of someone or does it have to be like today's version of them? Like they, they're going to be as they are. Wow. If it's a vert, if, mm, cause no, give, let's just- give me any version of that little Wayne run. Come on now. Yes. I, I'm Lil not going to lie. In 2007, 2008, 2009, I, I don't know. See, cause you have that. Give me peak Andre. Peak Kendrick. Jadakiss, Jadakiss can give you. Yes, Jadakiss will um, never give you a whack verse. If we're going with it, peak, peak Drake even can give you like peak Drake. 
really can give you like obviously because his totality makes it so his rapping but like when you get to peak drake he drake can bar you up he really can't yeah. obviously jay-z and then peak eminem like you're like if you're gonna just no <laughs> yeah who only continues to get better at the age of 50 somehow yeah no like if i had a verse for my life I honestly think I'd I think I'd have let's, to give it to Kendrick right now. If I had a verse for my life, let's put we a, can table let's this. Squ- let's squash that so we can do this Thursday because I mean that's a good that's answer. a great topic. Wow. That's a great topic that I want to put thought into. I I do like- want to touch on Keenan just because you mentioned KOD. That was another album I almost put on my most underrated list, but it's underrated in Cole's catalog, and I'm not sure how underrated it is in general. That's one I have no feel for as far as the public goes. But I feel I feel the same way about that album as I do with Wins and Losses for Meek. It's one of my favorite J. Cole projects. It doesn't seem to rank that high for like the people mm-hmm. who ride or die by J. Cole. But for me, it's up there. Yeah, I, I like J. Cole a lot. I mean, I'm the J. Cole. I mean, I like KOD a lot, rather. Of course, I like J. Cole. But <laughs> I like that. I had two <laughs> I like J. Cole other ones. Like, <laughs> okay, so my question to y'all, uh, nothing was the same. Would y'all consider that, like, just with how it's aged, like, would you consider it underrated? Like, is it it's just his best right? project? So, if it's not rated that, then I would say it's underrated. Duke thinks it's mid, which he can get all the way out of there with that. Oh, he yeah, talking, he can, yeah, yeah. You know, he was talking about how it's not great. Like, listen, listen, that's Drake's best project, Tuscan Leather, uh, Wu Tang Forever. Like, hold on, we're going home. Is like his introduction. I mean, obviously, like from real R and B, R and B. Oh my God, Pound Cake? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, five to my city. Like, listen, worst behavior. The, my, the city. The uh, connect is fire, but worst behavior oh, might have been like the annoying worst, whatever. But the verse come, come through. Oh, come through, come through, and furthest thing, or maybe my two favorite songs on that. Like, you can't tell me. Like, the only one that I don't really care for right now is "Starter from the Bottom" and "All Me," and that's just because I heard them so much. But they're not so bad much, songs yeah. by any. Like, first time hearing "Starter from the Bottom," I was like, okay, I get it. And then "All Me," you're like, oh, shut the. You're like, hey, Big Sean, go. <laughs> I got way too much of my mental. I learned from what I've been through. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's a decent that album. Work, I got that work. <laughs> That's you know, there's there's so many albums like that that just almost disappear. Like I feel the same way. Like yeah, like I feel this way. Not to take it to a different decade, but I feel this way about uh, late registration by Kanye. You just don't hear it. It's talk better about than anymore. College Dropout, but like it's to me, yeah. it's better than College Dropout. To me, for me, it's graduation's my favorite. I don't know if it's better than. I don't know if it's better than College Dropout. See, I personally would not have it ranked ahead of College Dropout, but I think it's a super dope album. But it's not one I'm rushing to. It's not one I'm rushing to immediately. But it's but, not for whatever reason. Like weirdly, okay. and I think I said this, Keenan, when we did our Kanye, which we got to do this, continue to do this, our, our albums from different artists. When we mm-hmm. did our Kanye album, I think I said, I think we did like a brief ranking and like Pablo is like two or three for me now, which it never like wh- like when it first came out, I was like whatever about Pablo, and now it's one of my favorite Kanye projects. Let me just name so. some of the songs on Late Registration. We forget 
heard oh. him say no i'm not saying you do i'm right. just saying all together heard him say touch the side gold digger drive touch slow crack music roses diamonds we major hey mama oh it's great it's all time great diamonds from wrong. sierra leone diamond like listen and like, the remix and the whole and, whole remix i'm not a business man i'm a business man let me know my yeah no like See me, I, I don't know if that's a hot take. I hope it's not, but like, call, if it is, whatever. No, I, th- I think people from that era, like, they College. long for that. You know, for them, it's probably dropout, late registration, and gra- you know what I mean? Anything pre 808s for graduation you know, a for segment. me is his. I'm fine if people say my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is his best. Graduation's my favorite. So I think in turn, that would mean it's his best in my opinion, but like, it's weird. Cause like, I completely understand when people say my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, I, I get it. Like there's no arguments for me there, but mine's graduation. I don't think yeah. they're other just, than they're just two different girls. There's not a skip. They're two different, com- two completely different projects. Like graduation yeah. is essentially a perfect album, right? Like it's a, it's, it's much more condensed than the first two albums. And it's just, it's nothing but classics on there. Really? Like you said, most of the skips would be for drunken hot girls, but Drunk and people hate Barry Bonds for some reason. I think but Barry Bonds overall, is good. that's I think that's a good yeah, song. It is a good song. I think what it is is that that was Wayne at his like absolute hottest, and he gave you a, a okay verse, a good verse, not a not what you're expecting from Wayne on a Kanye project. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, you see Pete, my Con- beautiful Kanye and Pete little wayne together or like one of pete kanye's and pete little wayne together and you think that it's gonna be song of the year and it's decent it's like maybe the 10th best song on the album and you're like eh. it's not can't i mean it's it kind of right like after, a, can't tell me nothing so you're like oh we're this high and they're like ah. oh <laughs> can't tell me nothing it's uh ah, that's it's tough, much like man. black republicans with jay-z and nas that one didn't deliver you know what i mean you see jay-z yeah. and nas and you're like oh but it just didn't did deliver the way it should so i think that's why people dislike it but yeah i agree with both of y'all like it's a that's a good song overall Mm -hmm. but you know to compare that to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i mean that's an album that sounds exactly like the title of its name you know what i mean it's just so it's so glamorous it's it's the cousin to watch the throne like it's it's peak rich music like that album sounds like a billion dollars and uh and there's and there's some weird ass music on there like I would say it's probably a better. It's probably a better project. It's it's probably a better. It's probably a better effort. How do I word this? I don't want to say it's a better effort than graduation. There was definitely more effort into the production, but graduation's like incredible production. You're always going to get incredible production from Kanye, but my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. There was so much that was put into that. It's probably a more quality album than graduation just production wise but what's better to listen to graduation of course like you can just sit and listen to that any time of day whereas you know my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that's one of my favorite albums ever i don't go back and listen to it a ton exactly i don't listen to it as a whole as a movie i'll go back and listen to like runaway and uh the shit with Ross back to back. Gorgeous. Devil in a new dress. Trinity, shout out to you for liking that song randomly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shouts <laughs> to Trin. Shouts to Trin. 
Yeah, well, um, I, don't I listen to Dark Fantasy, Power, All the Lights. Like I listen Dark actually Fantasy to Dark Fantasy super underrated. Dark Fantasy is super I underrated. love Nikki's intro, by the way. I I do love Nikki's intro. And then obviously Nikki had one of the best verses on it with Monster. Monster. Yeah. Peak Nikki right there. That, that was peak Nikki, because that's Pink Friday time Nikki too, and that fire. Yeah, I just, I just want great album. Which is why Young Money in 2010, you had that Nikki with like "Take Care Drake" with no ceilings to that little Wayne. Little Wayne became like the low light of that, just because that was truck fit Wayne. But then again, it was Little Wayne, so it was like what? I do want to say one thing about Lil Wayne. I think his this is it's one of my favorite projects by him. I think his most underrated one of his most underrated projects, like albums and mixtapes aside, is the Carter Four. Because I feel like the quality mm. of music on there is just amazing. Like I there's do there's think it has, yeah. There's no skips on that album for me at all. Not Nightmares a single from the skip. bottom. I, th- I would say I think "Nightmares from the Bottom" may be his most underrated song ever. That is one of my favorite Little Wayne there. songs. President I remember, Carter. I remember when I played that, Kyle. At one point, you're like, "I wish I would have given this more attention at the time." <laughs> this was I a did. Few That's years one. Back, I, but... No, yeah, I remember. I was I was gonna say that. Like when it came out, I listened to it. I liked it, but I don't think it was what I wanted to hear for some reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. Well, because you heard songs like "Blunt Blowing," so it to. felt North Country to you. <laughs> I think that's kind yeah, of I what think, happened. I think the lyrics weren't where I wanted it. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like Wayne wasn't going necessarily crazy on it. Whereas much mm-hmm. as he was like kind of like storytelling, you know what I mean? He, so I think what I wanted to hear was more like mixtape Wayne. Yeah, and I didn't get that, but it was still like you said, it was still high quality Wayne music, right? And mm-hmm. good beats on that album. Like, it was definitely a well-produced album. So, yeah, that is one I slept on. That's certainly an album. Everybody want to be flying till you swat them. That's, that's one of my favorite. But, all right. I'm really glad that we brought in the verse for your life. I think that's going to be a super fun topic next pod. I don't know. Does anyone have anything else for this one? Like, anyone want to touch upon anything else? I know. I know, Brandon, it's oh. late for you. I know what I, you got work in the morning. I get that. But I don't know if anyone had anything else. This has been fun. Um, it's been less loud with Duke. There was one album. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one album that I feel like also with Wale, and that's the album about nothing. That's mm. a, a, a beautiful album. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like that. Even when it came out, like when it came out, like it didn't get the national attention that it, that I think it deserved. Because mm-hmm. it was, I mean, from front to back, I think there's what 12, 13 tracks on there. You had the song with SZA, you had the song with Usher, um, the Matrimony. So yeah, it was like, yeah, there was it was a it was a different album, but it was good. Like it was I, very good. To I me. agree. I agree. I did like that album a lot. Like I think he's just like. I really think he's one of the most underrated artists of like the 2010s, like as a whole. And I think you can make a strong case for him being the most underrated. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely. He's definitely got a case. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because he was build, especially because he was always building that group, like with that, with that group of Sean Cole, Drake, Wiz Khalifa, 
Like all of them were supposed to be stars, and they all were. And Meek, throw Meek in there, Nipsey. Like Do they were think- all supposed to be stars, and they were in their own right. Like mm-hmm. Wale has his like niche fan base, but he's also just not. It's not underground. Like he's more mainstream than underground, but he's not mainstream mainstream like Drake either. So mm-hmm. like it, it's weird how that group panned out. Like I mean, I don't know how that whole entire era does if they come five years earlier. You know? Yeah. So it, yeah. It's dope that they all get to have their shine and get to have their niche audience like that, like Wale, like him being able to do a Seinfeld mixtape series like that. Because, yeah, I don't know how that plays in 2004, 2006. I do have a quick question now off of that. Do you think Meek is the reason, is part of the reason why Wale is not Wale? Because you have Could obviously be, because they're on the Rick same Ro- same mm-hmm. yeah. same label. Because you have Rick Ross be. and then you have songs like I'm a Boss that comes out and that's like a mat and that's a hit. You have that uh, Believe It with uh, Rick Ross. Like, you know, you have like Ross and Meek became like the top two. And then like that third star on a team, like that Chris Bosch, that's a super great player. He's 24 and 10 off. And then you just like on the same team, someone has to take a back seat. And you have Ross, who is that little brawn of that, Meek Mill, who's the weight of that. And then so Chris Bosch takes the back seat kind of thing. Yeah. It could be. Like I think though, like in the same breath, I feel like Wale never wanted to be like where Drake is. And I feel like Wale really reached his potential. And I feel like like Brandon, like Brandon's a big fan of uh it's something about or what? What's the project called? The album about nothing. Mixtape about nothing. Album about nothing. Uh, yeah. Album about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, I feel like that reached the people it was supposed to reach. Like people, the people who swear by Wale, like will ride or die for him. You know what I mean? Like even the ones who don't listen to him religiously, like if they feel like he was better than an artist like Meek, like they're going to die on that. Like people love like Esteban Ramos. He's a big Wale fan. And you probably can't tell him nothing about like Wale compared to, you know, pick a mainstream rapper you know what i mean like or like a j cole he'd say like he could probably go toe-to-toe with j cole at his best you know what i mean so so i think like together right right so i think wale's like right where he wanted to be whereas maybe big sean even was supposed to be a little bigger right like he was being having the kanye cosign um but it seems like honestly all those artists that came up that were supposed to be stars became stars in their own right they just all went different lengths um, so that's a it's yeah. it's a wildly successful. I feel like Drake era, and Ke- I feel like Drake and Kendrick were the only, and then probably Cole are like the only ones that became like true mega stars out of that whole group. When it could have been more, like I feel like Big Sean almost was there because I think that he had like the Detroit and then he had the Dark Sky Paradise, but I think became underrated. But a song like One Man Can Change the World kind of like in the public eye already bumps you up. And then he has obviously, I don't like, like you have those. So like, so he has like a lot of hits blessings with Drake off that. And I think that just, I don't know. Like it was weird. I think after that, I I think um, the streaming era just changed things so much to where it just made, like I said, it, it made you able to have stars of different ilks. So I think all of them in some way reach their potential because they all put out dope music. Like not a one of those guys. Like, like I said, Drake, Meek, Cole, Kendrick, uh, Nipsey, Wale, all those guys, Big Sean, Mac Miller, every one of them put out quality music, like up until the point, like in Mac's case and Nipsey's case to where they untimely passed. But like everyone else, 
still is putting out quality music to this day. Like Drake, we might not want to hear some of the shit he's putting out, but he's still putting out quality music. Like everyone, you can't say any one of them fell off. Like maybe they got a, you know, less relevant, but in Sean's case, still putting out good music. He had that 2088 album with Janae. Uh, Wale still anytime, anytime he's a feature, like he kills it. Like not, not a one of them fell off. I mean, Poke It Out came out only a couple of years ago and that was, that was a really good song. Like, I mean, that's just a, like a bigger song, too, because like a lot that was a that did well chart wise and actually was a pretty popular song. So, yeah, is that Nikki? Poke it out. No, poke it out with J. Cole and uh, Wale and J. Cole. And then also they have uh, uh, my boy. I was thinking about Nikki and Carti. Oh, that may, I don't know if that could be a song. I, I personally don't know that song, but um, yeah, I was talking Wale too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Wale and Cole actually have multiple songs together and yeah. Well, yeah. Slight okay. work, Sean and Wale. Big Sean, Big Sean kills that verse. Under 25. Uh, let me, life. <laughs> you guys want right. me to give you my list of the underrated albums? Should I save that for next time? Just like run through it real quick. Um, If we... Sure. I mean, you can give your yeah. list, Brandon. I can give a list because I have multiple, and then we can just go on because we can talk about the best albums because we really haven't talked about the best, best albums much. We've just talked about, but go on. I'll go in reverse order. And I mean, as we just found out, like we just named off countless other albums we thought or projects we thought were underrated, but I had 11 here Fabulous Young OG Project, J Rock Redemption. That was I gave mind. you the two. I gave you the two Jeremiah projects, the one with Ty Dolla and then Late Nights. Mm-hmm. I had Nas Life is Good. That was on my great too. Nas album, but I think it just grew to be underrated just because of the albums he put out. Um, Sir Chasing Summer. Mm-hmm. St. John, Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs, 2019 release. Great album. Ray, Ray Sremer, Srem, the third album. So mm-hmm. it's Srem with a three there. That's like a triple album. There's a lot of music on there, but there's a lot of good music. Uh, Party Next Door. Party Next Door 2, his second album. Uh, and then second on my list, number one, I had the ASAP Ferg album. But second on my list is the Travis Scott and Quavo collab album, Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho. Ooh. I don't know why that album's like panned and slept on, but that's got some incredible music on there. It I never that's blew up. incredibly slept on No, album. it did not. And you would have thought with two artists of that nature, they would have really gone to Especially at that time, too, because like Qua- that was yeah, they were Quavo both- was killing like every hook and like everything. They were hot. They were each hot as fish grease. Like I don't. That was after Birds in the Trap, and like you said, Quavo was on every feature. I think it was after Culture. Definitely after Culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure why it did not pop off. And there, it's not even like there's whack music on there. There's legitimately good music. Some of the best music I think those two have put out. So definitely worth a go back and check it out or go back and listen for y'all. But yeah, that's my eleven. Um. I'll quickly go through mine here. I had, I have 10. I have uh, a few of them already said, but Drake views was on mine. I think that views has become underrated. I think that is very, I think it's very good. Maybe other to other people if it's not, but I don't know. To me, it's felt a little underrated for it was because I don't think people would ever consider it even close to a classic. I don't think, I mean, he already, he's already said views already a classic amount of hype, but it was um, so huge when it came out though. Like that was like, I think that's one of the high, highest streamed albums of the decade. It was like, because I feel like it was super high and then it went 
like low. And then I feel like views is now becoming better because his, his projects are getting worse. So views is becoming better. Like that. It's been a weird, it's been like a weird dip. So it may not be underrated for people, but like, I think for me personally, it became underrated because I think I underrated it myself. (laughs) If I'm my thing with Drake, my thing with Drake is all of his releases are so amped up. The only one I could think of that would be like underrated would be something like Dark Lemo, Dark Lane demo tapes, which I like because that was like a, it was a quieter release and it was like a different kind of content. If you're reading this, um, was wasn't that a little quieter? It was a mixtape. That yeah. was, yeah, that was a surprise yeah. drop, but that shit was like inescapable when it came out. Like, oh yeah, like legend. Everybody and, and their grandmoms was playing that shit. So also I just want to also say here too, um six PM in New York to me is his best time and place when I know people love four AM in Calabasas and that's right there with it. But six PM in New York is my favorite. Six PM in New York is fire. Yeah. Take shots at Kendrick and Kanye on it, just little ones. But um yeah, Wale Gifted was on mine. Um, shout out to me liking Christian rap. Lecrae, all things work together. I think people should listen to that. Lecrae is actually fire. Um, I had Mac Miller watching movies with the sound off. I childish Gambino camp, so we talked about those. Big Sean, I decided, was on there. Joey Badass, Before the Money. Uh, Kanye West, Life of Pablo. I think sometimes that can be slept on about how great of music that is. Um, J Rock Redemption, as Kyle had just alluded to, and one for one of them for me was Logic, the Incredible True Story. I think that because of who Logic, I think because of who Logic was after everybody, the black and white rapper, the I don't want to be like, <laughs> like everyone was like, oh, he's just a guy who talked half white, half black, blah blah blah. I think the because fuck of, is this guy's race? <laughs> no, it doesn't say because of that. I think that people sleep on Under Pressure and the Incredible True Story. The production on Incredible True Story is like, it sounds, it's well, well produced. He has a lot of great music on those two. So if anyone listens to early Logic, I would suggest to listen to that. If you And, and the latest of Logic, I think he's now doing more music for himself and he's gotten out of the pandering, I would call it. But I, yeah, no, I think the Incredible True Story is really good. And 10 Day Chance, if we're talking mixtape, I think 10 Day is a very underrated Chance mixtape. I think that's great. Shouts to uh shouts to Vanchi, who was a longtime listener of the show, who was very surprised, Keenan, that you did not have Lecrae and Chance on your collab albums, which definitely makes sense. That you know what? Shout out because that is really shocking with me because I really love Lecrae and Chant. I'd also I mean, I would love Lecrae and, she's also and Andy really offended. To, find, to get together, but yeah, sorry. She also gets really defensive that you repeatedly call San Francisco San Fran, but that's I know for another day. I know because she posts on the thing and they say San Fran. Sorry, San Francisco. I will stop saying San Fran. Alrighty. Well, Brandon, thank well, you. I think Brand- I think Brandon's Kyle, of course. Warner Brothers podcast. You can follow us racist. on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok. You can, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter is not really live, but you whatever. YouTube Warner Brothers. YouTube Warner Brothers podcast live. Take that to cash show. This is Keenan Warner. <laughs> and we're out. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. We're out. Black man.